What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will, here with John, and we're diving into the Blackheart saga. Last week, we ended up with a bite of applesauce. This week, Connie goes to camp, parts one and two. The gang from Odyssey goes on another trip to Camp Whatanut. This time, the guys and girls compete in various events, and Lucy meets a new friend named Jill, who leads her into trouble. Now, to start off, this is like the Superior Camp uh, Whatanut episode, correct? I... Uh, it might only be superior because we heard it more often. I do think it's better written it's in terms of the stories merged together more. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we did hear this one a lot more. I remember that growing up. I, I still think it's, it's interesting in a sense where there's a lot of different camp stories kind of going on and a lot of them kind of cross in with each other. Yes. I mean, there's the whole thing with, like, kind of, like, this feeling with Connie un- underneath because she just got fired and, like, her right. writing about that. Then there's yeah, you... the whole thing with Lucy. Yes. The competition between the boys and the girls. Yeah. And the uh, television thing, which is very kind of, like, I mean, now it would be phones. And it is phones in an episode from a few years ago. Yeah. And so, in a, in a weird way, Odyssey did kind of predict that in this episode. Yeah, it's like in this episode, it's like so crazy that it's like they brought a TV to camp, but now it's like, well, every kid has a TV, and there are camps that say you can't have your phone. Right. So, it, it's kind of aged better in a way. Yes, I, I would agree. <laughs> Although it is kind of funny i mean like when a kid now might think oh it's a phone we're thinking of a giant 80s tube tv somehow got into her bag yeah i mean i i wonder if it was like one of those weird portable tvs but i don't even know if those were a thing at that point but i remember there being one in an episode of the simpsons so i don't know right here's the thing i don't know if port- i think portable tvs probably existed at that point i don't know if they would be affordable to people of that I'm not saying they're a poor family. I'm saying I don't know if they would have been affordable to the general consumer. Yeah. The, the, um, the whole, you know, competition is a good through line for the whole story. Yes. It does a good job at, like, tying the different elements in. Like, we have something that's, like, this big event, but these kind of individual things touching throughout. Correct. Yes, I, I do like that. I like that it kind of all leads up to this competition. where And they start nailing the visual jokes in this one, kind of. I think the canoe joke wouldn't have really worked as well in a visual medium. 
Yeah. That's true. So I'll say this. I like how there's a little bit of a little bit of woman's empowerment in this episode. They're like, why do we have to learn how to like clean and make arts and crafts? We want to compete against the boys. I I do agree. I do. I, I, I've always wondered about this, though. They make up Allison for this episode and she never comes back because they needed a third girl because Lucy's off on her own adventure. I don't know why they didn't mm-hmm. either just keep her around or not have Lucy go on this adventure because I have a theory that we'll get to that Lucy and Blackard stuff was never not supposed to be connected when they originally wrote this. I think that's possible. I think maybe they I think they had a rough idea of Blackard happening at this point and like some of the elements, but I could totally see the the Lucy thing was not maybe like planned to like be resolved in the Blackard saga. Right, because this episode ends with Lucy being kind of understanding. You know, I, you would think that girl kind of turning on her and making it sound like it was her fault, which we could make an argument here. Lucy should have known better than to sneak out and try to preach a sermon to this girl. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a weird... It's a weird sort of ending to the episode because it's like, right, it, it has the same thing where there's this kind of like disobedience element to it, like with what happened with Connie. Yes. But it is I mean, weird because it, yeah, but it's also weird. It's weird because, as you said, like it was because she was sneaking out to tell her, I can't do this, which is so dumb to be like, I can't sneak out. I have to go sneak out and tell her that. Yeah. So look, Lucy is still a child in this episode. We could chalk, chalk it up to that. And honestly, and we'll get to this. I think a better reason for Lucy to be mad at Connie later is because in her mind, she was doing the right thing by telling her, but that never comes up again. So. Yeah. I. I right, this feel episode, like. Oh. No, say, say what you're going to say. This episode is supposed to exist. So Connie learns that sometimes, regardless, you have to discipline people. It feels like they maybe were. I wonder if originally. It was just going, or I. This is actually maybe element to say that this, like, it, they did have this Lucy idea originally. I wonder if originally they, it was just going to be Allison, and she had to kick Allison out, and it wasn't working with the script, or they like thought like of this idea to have like a character redeem themselves, and that's why because like if it was just a random character, she could sneak off again, and then she they'd have to say like, look, here's a problem. But then you have the problem with being like, if she's not really sorry for what she did. It doesn't have the same emotional impact as like yes. the Connie situation. Oh yeah, no, I I actually do agree with that. Uh, I'm going through. So right, I like I like the idea of Lucy maybe wanting to rebel a bit more. Maybe there, today there would have been like a year or two of episodes worth of build up to something like that happening. But mm-hmm. now I do want to talk a little bit about the nature woman who comes along with them because I had totally forgot about this. But I'm like, is that a man doing a Julia Child impression? And it is, in fact, a man doing a Julia Child impression. That's very funny. So I just found that very amusing. Like, I completely forgot she was in this episode, but the moment she started talking, oh, I remember this. So. Yeah. And going to the competition. Okay, so the whole bet between Donna, Robin, and Allison. Isn't that bet void the minute Jimmy shouts, Donna, you've got something on your shirt, and she reacts? Like, in my mind, that ends the bet. Yeah. 
I mean, it's possible she didn't hear that or something. Okay, true. And I, I don't know, I guess I found it funny, like, when there's a battle of the sexes, nobody wins ending to it. Yeah, I mean, it's not the it's not the perfect episode. I mean, I, I kind of, like, appreciate Odyssey calling out, like, places where it's like, no, women should have their own activities. Like, they shouldn't be doing archery and stuff. Like, I appreciate that. But, like, right. there's still a little bit. Like, the fact where Donna's like, oh, like, the egg could get my clothes dirty. Or, like... That, you know what? That is true. For the how feminist this episode is, the fact that half of the plot is about girls talking too much about clothes. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe the episode should have ended with, like, the girls having to save the boys in the canoe or something. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that that could have helped, potentially. Yes. So, solid episode. I think it's a good way to do another Camp One in that episode without making us wonder why are we going away from Odyssey. However, Blackguard hasn't been set up yet. So. Also, I'm pretty sure the only... Isn't the only competition the girls win is because the boys were tied to the dock? Yes, which you'd think one of the people would have made sure that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that weird. And it's a good point, though. The the girls only... Well, the, the boys also kind of win because of dumb luck from Oscar's shot. But yeah. Yeah. The girl, so like, yeah. They do kind of write the girls win because the boys were incompetent. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, I guess they do that because they realize, like, oh, the boys win. That's a message. It's like, let's have them both win by, like, dumb luck in the first two competitions. Yeah. Maybe that was part of it. Uh, they didn't want to take a side. All right. Eugene's Dilemma. Eugene is stuck with the problem that seems to be without a solution while working at the college computer lab. When he finds out a solution, it seems to become more disastrous than ever. Oh, Nicholas. Yes. So this episode what? falls apart. Oh, please say it. No, go ahead. This episode falls apart the minute Wit mentions, wait a minute, you d there, there were dates that the grades were changed while Eugene was working for me. No one in the college board noticed that? Like, isn't that the first thing you do before you launch a formal investigation? I mean, maybe, like, maybe the thought was, like, oh, he hacked it before. But, like, yeah, pretty clearly, like... Well, the problem is Eugene's not at all defending himself at all. I guess, like... Is... Right, that's supposed to be the point. And I know Eugene's a little younger in this episode, and you get why Nicholas would... Listen to Richard Maxwell, but I feel like Eugene will be old enough to know, okay, he's lying to you. Yeah. But I also get the whole point of the episode is to be a sacrificial boss and do the right thing, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What what I was going to say is, was there ever such a fall from grace of a character as Nicholas in Adventures in Odyssey? I think you're right. So he, we, I don't, either this episode or next episode, we're going to talk about a prisoner for Christ. Yes. <laughs> you know, and then, like, he's he briefly is in another episode, but then the episode, The Power. <laughs> yeah. They make him a total, like, blackmailing villain. And, like, was there that much, like, they talk about it's like, oh, because kids bullied me. And I'm like, I don't think there's that much. It's not like that was a thing with his character. I think they solely chose Nicholas because they're like, 
do we have a computery nerdy character right. we can now, have even, that did it what's even weirder is he's doing basically the exact same thing in that episode and we'll get to that maybe i forgot something but it is a little weird he just kind of pops up and they don't have any context for it yeah so but anyway uh so I understand what the point of the episode is. Listening to it as an adult, you're kind of like, wait a second. Eugene, although he's still a college student, is probably old enough to know what's going on. But I get there's a bigger lesson to be learned here. Yeah. It's, I mean, here, I I think it tells solely, like, the message. Though, I don't know. I've always felt weird. Like, like, what's the lesson Eugene is learning in this situation? That Wit's suddenly like, oh, I can let you back to Wit's end. I think he kind of says it. But it's not, like, the same type of parallel as well. It's it's responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think the whole point is because Eugene told Connie when Wit told him not to, Wit knows he can trust Eugene again after doing that. Yeah. Apparently it's supposed to be specifically about sacrifice because he was willing to sacrifice for... It's just weird because it's like two... Di- like, Wit's just like, I want them both to learn a lesson. But they're different lessons. Like, Connie... I guess, like, Connie had the sacrifice of being the bad guy and sending Lucy home. Like, this is like, Eugene was willing to sacrifice to protect this kid. But that's not the... That's not the same lesson. I mean, you are right. And we'll get to that when we get to the nemesis. Yeah. So, so yeah, a good episode. Little holy, but it, 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 the holes drain slow enough you don't notice till the episode is over. I feel like what could have potentially been a better idea is to have a two or like a two, like a three part camp episode including a computer camp and somehow like they like eugene and connie can have like the same thing happen to them at the camp i guess that's true but we also need to introduce richard maxwell i guess he could have been at the camp he it could have been like eugene's running the computer camp side of it that could work now i don't know if the computer camps were a thing back then but they probably would have been too expensive yeah it's it's interesting i suppose Yes. Yeah, we'll I mean, get back to Nicholas. Two episodes, you can't have two episodes back and ba- back to back where I guess the reason is like where the exact same thing happens. Yes. That is kind of like, true. Like, we had to send them home. Like, you did the wrong thing. There are consequences, you know? But I like, agree. But still. it also maybe because it's been a year of them fighting, it might have been a good Eugene and Connie bonding moment. And the camera. I, I don't dislike that idea. Mm-hmm. All right. The Nemesis, parts one and two. As the page slowly loads in. The mysterious Dr. Regis Blackard wants to open an amusement house for children. When it seems he won't win the city council approval to build, he resorts to questionable methods. Dr. Blackard, the most under the most underused villain of all time. What do you mean? Okay. I counted. Wit talks to Dr. Blackard twice in this whole thing. In this whole episode or in every- No, in, in the whole saga of this Blackard. Oh, uh, okay. Like, think about it. Once in this episode, once in the battle, then they don't talk in Waylaid in the Windy City, and then Wit's gone in Darkness Before Dawn. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's very funny. So, Did he talk to the virtual Dr. Blackard? Okay, yes, if we're going to count that. I mean, here's the thing. I will agree. I think Blackard is such a good like there's kind of two sides to it blackguard as an odyssey villain is really good that people forget he's not in the show that much yes i would agree like and i think part maybe, of it is darkness before dawn is such a big thing right and maybe it's because we grew up in the novacom era so that's just a bigger thing yeah but i think the other side of it is like right especially at the beginning they're like trying everything to tell you this guy is supposed to be a bad guy. Yes, and the episode's already called the Nemesis. It was supposed to be called the Arcade. Look, and actually, I give Wit credit. He is willing to let Doctor Blackard have his piece and open the store. Mm-hmm. Like it's really Tom who's being the stick in the mud. Yeah, and Tom wasn't even there yet. I know. Like it's, it's funny to- that Tom has so much power. I mean, he's a long-standing city council member. I mean, it's also a small town. Do you imagine a city council getting a little more rage, yeah. I guess? Is this the first Glossman appearance? No, Glossman appeared in that first uh, Recollections. You're right, you're right. The first modern Glossman appearance. The first non-flashback, yes. Yeah, yeah, It's It's interesting. I mean, I'm glad... I think the stuff with Connie, I mean, it's a, it's a clunk, it's a, it's a good episode, obviously. It, yes. it is clunky to the extent where they have to resolve the Connie wit thing and like, and also like introduce Blackard. And it is like two very separate storylines. But they're supposed to converge, which, so we are, something we're going to do in a couple of weeks or months or at some point is, you know, they're working on an Odyssey TV show. If I'm doing a little thought experiment, folks on the family came to me and wanted to map out six seasons, what would you do? And I, I'm not saying they wrote Blackguard on the fly. I do wonder if it's good, if there would be a better version where this episode ends with Connie going to work for Blackguard than the battle she goes back to wit's end. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think Odyssey at this point was concerned. I think this is their first real significant branching out into like an overarching story over multiple episodes. Yes. I think they were fundamentally worried about, I mean, Connie's conversion was also that, but you know, uh, I think they fundamentally didn't want to keep people hanging too long. And so like the thought like Connie, Connie's fired from wit's end. We got to get her back. Like, as soon as the story lets us. I agree. I also think it's notable that at the end of the story episodes, Chris mentions Connie will get her job back in the nemesis. This story continues in the battle. Yeah. And we'll get, and we'll get to this in the next episode. There are several episodes in between this and Blackard's castle opening, which I kind of appreciate the restraint there. So I think you're right. 
Mm-hmm. But do I think if we got the chance to go back and rewrite this today, knowing everything we know, is there kind of a better way to write this? Because it's not a bad story arc. There's a lot of clunking in it, like with the Lucy stuff. Because originally, and this is kind of a fast forward, Jimmy was the one who was supposed to get hurt in the Imagination Station. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if they made it Lucy partially because it tied into the camp thing. Because her whole excuse for still being mad, Connie, is, well, I had time to think about it in my room, Connie. Da-da-da-da-da. Now, I, I, will, like, I guess I will, kids are like that. but I will say this. I get the vibe. Like, it is a weird vibe with Lucy and R- Richard Maxwell. And you do wonder if some of that was from an early thought that Connie maybe was going to work at. At Blackguards. Like, that dynamic. Yes. No, I think you're right. <clears throat> but it is it is good. It's clunky at times, but it... It gets the job done, and I do think it is a real, like, I, I'll say this. They didn't pull punches with some of the Blackguard stuff. Like, I think to have the the barn burning down scene where Tom's, like, almost dies in there and all these, like, horses are stuck in there. Oh, yeah. Now, I just want to make sure. How does Tom find out Richard Maxwell burned down his barn? That's not, I don't think that's a drag. I mean, he sees someone leaving the barn, doesn't he? Like, it's yeah. it's like he kind of, I, I got the vibe that they kind of like, I think that's, it's mentioned, I think, at some point. I don't think it's mentioned in this episode. I know, we need to keep an eye out for that, because I thought, I don't think they ever brought it up, because I've gone through the whole album, but. Well, doesn't he go to, like, jail for a period of time oh. oh you're right so i mean it's at least implied there right okay you know what you're right i would also just love to point out the gold audio release of this album because the images went right into the burning barn so in the cd release all the images were cropped and normally it was just like negative space so it didn't matter in the in this one the cassette version has a longer image and you see blackbird on the hill that's not in the cd version that's funny. So I just, that's interesting. Although it doesn't, it also doesn't work with the episode because the barn is supposed to be burning down during the day while the city council meeting's going on. Is it? I I think I've always thought it's supposed to be during the nighttime, but you're probably right. That's just from the image. Probably in the story, it makes more sense to be during the day. I feel like Connie and Whit met in the park at three o'clock, as I recall. Probably. You're probably right. Yeah, so... I would say it's interesting to watch Blackard pull these strings. I guess the books kind of fill in some of the gaps a little more, which maybe we'll read at some point. Yeah. And we'll get to this when we get to it. I just feel like more could have been done, and we'll definitely go there. But yeah, I like I like that it's a slow build over the summer. We will come back to all that. I like watching Lucy kind of fall for this, because although, again, I don't think Lucy's ever been painted as a goody-two-shoes character by the rest of the cast. Yeah. Like, we inherently know she's supposed to be, but it is weird. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the last episode for this week. Our best vacation ever. The Barclays take the best vacation they've ever had without leaving Odyssey. Why do I get the sense? I mean, they, they like like to have summer episodes. But I'm sure, yes. you know, the other vacation episode that I'm forgetting the name of. Family Vacation. Family Vacation was just so popular and well received as an episode. They're like, we gotta do a sequel. 
I mean, that's very possible. And I do wonder if the original idea was to have, or original thought at that was to have that family from the first, from Family Vacation come to Odyssey. I mean, that that's very possibly a decision they talked about. This is a weird episode in that they do actually have an alternate version of a scene that they always talk about in the making of. Like, this comes up a lot that the water fight was supposed to be a food fight, but they thought wasting food was a bad idea. But it's just funny because it's not a visual medium. Right, and this is just like, they always bring this up at making of panels. I find it hilarious. It is funny. I mean, I get it. I also, I, I forget what I was watching. I was watching a video where someone was wasting food, and I just, like, turned it off, because I was like, uh, like, how just yeah. how bad, like, what a waste. But it is just funny, because, this, I guess because they're trying to show that this is a fun thing, it makes sense. But it's also funny, because as a radio, like, that they thought of it, because it's not like they're like, getting ready to film we got all the food for the fight and then someone was like wait is it this wasteful they were like thinking like hmm it could send a bad message even though like they weren't physically doing it i would agree <clears throat> I, I do wonder i mean it's an interesting episode because the episode's like family togetherness yeah you know is good but it's also, like, very kind of, like, weirdly focused. It's, like, you don't need, like, to spend money to go on a big vacation. Like, it's always interesting when it's more of a practical message mixed with a... Yes, all the... Yeah, you know, the Odyssey Zoo we never see again. That is... I I, I forget about that. That, like... Now, is it possible it was, like, like the Connellsville Zoo or something? Oh, well, yes. wait... Well, you forget, a zoo did close down. It did? Remember the whole family that adopts all the animals? Oh, yeah. On the farm? So I think that's maybe the reference. I feel like some some writer was going through and they were like, wait a minute, there's a zoo? We forgot about this. Yes, and after this episode aired, a lot of families wrote in talking about vacations they took in their own hometown after this episode, which, yes, it does kind of, again, I don't know, it feels like in a club episode that instructs you on how to do this. Yeah. And it is very, very funny, because I remember hearing this episode, and I feel like in the last decade, more and more people have started, like, doing vacations without going anywhere. Yeah, and I think that's good. I think it's, I because I think, I mean, here's the thing. It's a good thing. It, it's, it's a... I guess how I think about it is it's a like the family togetherness is good from like a Christian standpoint. It's a great like lesson, especially for the time period for like a general children's show. It's just weird as like a Christian children's show. Cause it's not that much of a Christian message to say, Oh, a vacation at home can be a good thing. But like from an economic standpoint and like, just like, you know, just like kids being like, Oh, these other people got to go somewhere for, vacation like it's a good from that standpoint as like a lesson for children yes now you do kind of wonder people living in small town america does have the well my town only has a general store and a gas station well i i mean i get i i get what you mean i would think there would be places within the area like they could go visit a farm or we have that giant clock tower in the middle. That's our only exciting thing. Uh, they tore down the clock tower. Well, oh, you're right. They did. We were from a, a town that right off the uh, 
freeway, freeway. there was a freeway there was this big clock tower hotel and they tore down the clock they tore down the hotel a few years ago i think now it's like a hard rock cafe and casino oh my goodness but it's just funny yes so no, I, I like this episode i i do like the slight nudge of continuity where they're at tom riley's barn raising yeah that's really good because I don't think every episode has to involve Blacker, but it is kind of nice. We have a little carryover from those episodes while we're kind of doing these fun summer episodes. Completely agree. All right. That wraps up this episode. Next week, I believe we actually wrap up Blacker because it's not a very long story arc. How, how do you feel we're getting started with the second summer of Odyssey? I think it's good. I will say, I wonder if the idea of her Blackguard kind of like came from this perception where it's like oh people really like that spy episode that is very possible where it's like oh this big action like drama like conspiracy thing it's like let's try to do that on a smaller scale now so did the whole blackguard saga come out during one summer basically i'll say this that's smart in terms of the summer when kids don't have as much to do. And it's like, oh, I got to find out what happens next in Odyssey. Where with, like, school, like, it's like, oh, you have to do homework. You may not be able to listen. It's smart that they did it during the summer. Right, but I also think it was smart they took a little break. So if people did go on vacations or something, they didn't miss it. Because the episodes that end the Blackguard thing end right before school would have started back up. It's true. So... And we'll also talk about some episode shuffling they did in the next episode. So I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.